This is the Complete Discography Podcast, where I, Darren Huffke, and my co-host, Austin Johns, break down the entire catalog of some of our favorite bands. Season one, we are focusing on the Alkaline Trio. We hope you enjoy the episode. Is this B-side. Uh, B. Yeah, we, uh, we've been calling it B-sides and everything, but technically, they're not all B-sides. I think the legal... Um, I meant to look it up and just find the official, like, definition of a B-side. You know, I think it's supposed to be like when you like a single song's released, you know, on like a little record or CD or whatever for radio, then they would include like a B-side, like flip over side on like an outtake or a rarity or like a non-album track or some special song or remix or whatever. Some of these are just, you know, songs that, yeah, didn't make their record, some EPs, song from various random things like that, but that's a... Uh, Neither here nor there. These are all songs not on their complete discography of nine studio albums. These are all songs that were on like side things, EPs, bonus, uh, extended, deluxe editions, uh, weird special like Damnesia, whatever. I mean, it's an album, but it's yeah, all that jazz. Um, but yeah, so we picked uh, what did we pick? Fifteen songs. I think that fifteen songs. Like that. Yeah, I think it was fifteen though. Yeah, so we picked fifteen songs. Uh, when we were trying to figure this out, we thought we would gather uh, a bunch of songs and maybe do it in one episode, but then after trying to skinny it down to 15 songs, there's like a bunch of good songs still, even after th- putting this list together of songs. So we may do a second, and I, I say may, we, pr- we, we will do a second like B-Sides episode down the road. Um, and then I even think we should do like a covers one, um, songs of theirs that were covered, and songs that they did that were covers of other bands because I'm, I think for sure there's double digits of stuff that we can do with that. So uh, still some uh, Alkaline Trio stuff in the pipe while we uh, are in the background also secretly listening to Bad Religion uh, prepare for that epic. It's going to be long. Have you been listening? Uh, yeah. yeah. The <coughs> How Could Help Be Any Worse uh, stuff, which I'm gonna not going to lie, so far I haven't listened to it a bunch because it's, you know, of its era like i've heard it so much as it is like some of that classic stuff but uh it really starts to get to like i'm not saying like that stuff's bad music but like suffer and once you start getting the albums there's like some really good music really good songs like as that rolls on and everything so um yeah how could i be worse great you know wouldn't be the person yeah, I, wouldn't be the person i am today without some classic punk rock music and the, the the origins of who bad religion is you know worth listening to. great but from suffer on i think is when it really starts rolling yeah but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so B-sides. Um, before we jump into that, well, let's address the uh, final episodes and all that stuff. I mean, like I said, we recorded all those episodes before we started releasing them, and then we started like listening them back as we released them weekly. Um, and after kind of thinking about it, um, like I think I want to rank, is this thing cursed like higher on my overall list? Uh, but like, do you... Where it placed for you exactly off the top of my head, though? For me, it was ended up on a fifth. So I had Crimson, Good Morning, From Heater Infirmary, Maybe I'll Catch Fire, Is This Thing Cursed, A Shame Is True, This Addiction, God Damn It. Uh, but honestly, I would maybe, uh, I mean, I definitely want to place it over my, um, Maybe I'll Catch Fire. Um, and then I even. Or I feel like it was fourth for me, possibly. You was your third. Oh, was that high? Holy yeah, cow. You, put, you put it in your top three. Um, so. Oh, my 
yeah well well deserved yeah yeah um (laughs) but yeah then i i started like kind of like messing around with a revised rank and so i'll I'll just share this randomly revised rank this was me like nine weeks after listening to the episodes and kind of thinking about it but um and i did i didn't listen to every album again or anything necessarily but if i if i was to kind of modify my list it would be crimson number one good morning two from here to infirmary three is this thing cursed four my shame is true five maybe i'll catch fire six this addiction seven goddamn it eight agony irony nine so just a little like three of them kind of got changed from just even with that revision that goddamn it it still ranks so lowly yeah I, and then like listening to the episodes like this addiction is one that like um like I, we talked about it in the episode about how I assumed it wasn't that good of an album and never really listened to it much. Or like, I didn't think it was a bad album, but like I assumed I knew, like I was like, yep, I, I got what I got out of it. And I never really listened to it as much, but then listening to it more, realizing it was a really good album. Um, it was fun. But then we finished recording the episode. And then when the episode came out and I listened to the episode, I was like, man, this is a really good album. <laughs> like I almost let myself like think like, yeah, it's a decent album. Like, no, it's, it's actually pretty good. And so, like thinking about that that's why i'm i'm keeping it above goddammit because goddamn it's great um but yeah there's just like i don't know i i have a a much higher appreciation for their newer stuff and just kind of addressing and thinking out that like you know like all oh, the new stuff like getting that bias out of your mind and just kind of trying to appreciate the music no matter what it is no matter what nostalgia you have taken in or anything just kind of being able to like listen to it with just you know trying to have unbiased ears and everything um their new stuff's really good, so I've like just—it's cool to see this stuff like ranked out like the way we broke. Yeah, no, I—I I, I mean, I'm not dissing that decision. I like—I like that album, and I like it now. Like, I really like that album. It's just, um, it maybe I just don't like it quite as much as I did. Obviously, like, is this thing cursed? And it's a little—it's just a little bit. Um, it's a little uneven, I think, kind of like you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, even on my list. Even on my list, it's just it's just above goddammit, which Yeah, is interesting. But yeah. That's that's how I shook it out. So uh cool. Well, do you have any uh any thoughts on the final like after hearing all the episodes and just kinda having that all completed? Like anything that you reflected on after the fact or anything before we got into get into these B sides? And I think ranking songs on an album is really difficult to do, and we kind of like acknowledge that that'll just be just maybe the mood of the day sometimes. Yeah. I think I'm pretty happy with with ranking the albums. I feel like I I got that. I think now that I have this back out again in front of me, I think I did get that. Um, you know, I think I agree with that opinion. That's a difficult thing to do, but I think I liked that. Um, we were maybe a little we were maybe a little inconsistent with our with our evilometer, you know, we maybe we were yeah. a little too strenuous at certain times and then kind of like willy nilly at other times, but what are you gonna do? It's just we're just messing around. So Yeah, even discovering that, you know, that was more of an era for the band and not necessarily their, you know, identity as a like band completely, like the evilometer. And it's funny, like we talked about it and you mentioned you said evilometer. And like I was like, oh yeah, that's what I want to start referring to this as, like in my head. And I try to take notes, but every episode up until the end, I'm still saying like, oh, the darkness count, but <laughs> the evilometer is the better name. And uh, we just I don't know why I missed calling it that, but um, yeah, it's it's definitely yeah of of like that like era. Yes, they have like 
as as individuals have an interest in like things like that like cult and fun like horror and, and stuff like that even like their fandom of like the misfits and stuff like that so that stuff's just going to come through like i think regardless but definitely there was an era where they had let that like visually and aesthetically like come through on their music a lot more than you know some of their other albums but there was just an era for sure where that evilometer was at, at a peak for them and then now it's just not necessarily a, a primary driving creative focus seems so uh but yeah uh do you want to uh because this isn't really an album but do you want to keep a a ranking of these songs like and uh, maybe break them down like see what your favorites are what your favorite songs are of these once we're done listening to them sure yeah i mean it's going to be a little more difficult because uh yeah they're all of different different eras things but um we can try to give it a shot why not yeah i mean we we break them down anyway let's try and just like see what our favorites are at the end of the list uh and kind of go from there so i uh i won't share the entire list at the start we'll just kind of go through song by song and then we'll have the complete list at the end that we'll uh break down so let's do that um i organized this chronologically so that might help too as well listeners um it's from old to new um we we pretty much got a pretty good sampling from all the different eras and everything um so yeah hopefully it's fun and then like i said we'll we'll have be able to create a whole other list just like this and do another episode but here is our first song we are including then on our b-sides episode one uh for your lungs only First time I read the lyrics to this song was in listening to this or listening for this soul podcast purpose. Um, I've only ever just listened to the song and like, like, like heard what it was, and that's it. I did not know the chorus was uh, repercussions. What got us this form? Like, I don't know the way it's like sung. I'm like, I don't really know what he's saying here. You know, this whatever this word is, uh, it's not a big deal. Or like this, I don't know. Uh, first time I read the lyrics, though. Uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, know the lyrics through listening to it. I mean, I like the song, but it's not really one that I'm, you know, I like it. But like, yeah, I guess I just never had enough interest to like to like look up the lyrics. I guess, but it's it's difficult. It's a difficult mouthful. Like reading it, even it's repercussions. What got us this form? Facilitation for feeling listless. <laughs> like it's just too highbrow and two, you know, Greg Graffin for a like a, a like a alkaline trio chorus. But this was originally done in 1998. Um was one of their earliest songs before um God Damn It was recorded. Uh after Dan had joined the band, this is one of the first things they recorded as uh the three piece. And um yeah, I mean it was just them figuring out who they are and doing their thing. Um 
it's uh, uh yeah not a whole lot to say i mean like yeah maybe lyrically i'm not like super into it but like uh it's pretty uh pretty representative of like older outline trio you know yeah and even even like those early songs they sound i mean they sound something like what ends up happening on goddammit but there's pretty pretty different too you know the stuff that they were doing at that time mm-hmm. yeah i think of the era like too it's like um it's punk music that doesn't necessarily have like gravelly or aggressive vocals. So it still has like, like an emotional tint. I think that's what kind of gave them like a little bit of um, a unique fan base and a unique position in like the late nineties, you know, punk scene and everything. Um, But yeah, I think it just, I I thought this was a good song to pick because it was an old one. And I think it really represents just kind of the early era and everything, but uh, good song. Never been like a top favorite. I never like, you know, like I said, I've even dug into the lyrics of it, but um. But just a good song of theirs. So we'll uh, we'll move on then. This is from uh, the next one. This is getting over you. just kind of like teases the chorus there and then comes back and makes the chorus longer as the song goes on. Uh, but that also is like that early DNA alkaline trio song. It's just like the way the guitars sound like that longer kind of like, like give it some room to breathe intro or like really just kind of like there's no, no words, no vocals, no nothing um, for quite a minute. And then it kind of jumps into it and everything. And uh, then you get that early Dan sound that um, aggressively upset. I mean, I don't know really how to describe it. Good classic band. That's just a fun song for me. I don't know his uh, his delivery on some of those lines is like it's just awesome. You know, like I'm done with that shit. Yeah, it's good. He's he's just <laughs> um, a good sound. He's got some pretty good lines here and there too in that one. Staring at my shoes while I'm running away, I think is the one that he yeah. uses for the next verse yeah. that he was got later on in the song. Yeah, yeah, controlling with my moods. I'm staring at my shoes while running away. And I think this, he, he says something about the Queen of Pain, I think. And yes. that later is an Alkaline Trio song. I've always thought yes. that was interesting. I've always, I always confuse those early on. Like, oh, this is that song, Queen of Pain. Uh, but no, this is just a lyric. Is He says that lyrically, but that is not actually the name of this song, which is... This one's called King of Rain, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the first line he says King of Rain, but in the second verse he says... You're the yeah. King of Rain. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I thought you were really fucking with me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this, it's just called This Is Getting Over You, I think. Yeah, This Is Getting Over You. 
Uh, it also does a little bit of a interesting thing in the middle of the song or uh, towards the end of the song, like where it goes into that little like bass, like diddly jam. Let, let me see if I can like, yeah. play that. See if I can find that. And then I think Skiba comes on possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Like round robin, like vocal of them just kind of alterating and all that stuff. But to get to that point, like it just ends the chorus and then it's just like the bass just like, you know, abruptly changes. Like, like just kind of drives it into that, which is it's kind of neat, but it is like a an of its era, like time where like a song would just kind of like break down at the end and just like evolve into just like a final little rising chorus. Uh, but uh, I love the the fact that they're playing together too. You know, it's always good when they're playing together. We've talked about that. Um, but I, I really like this song. This was originally from, um, I took all these notes. Uh, these next three songs, they're all from the I Lied My Face Off um, EP of theirs, which was a 99, which they did post God Damn It. So they recorded God Damn It. Then they came together and did some more songs like this. And then they went in to record um, Maybe I'll Catch Fire. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on to the next one? No, it's a good song there. Good jam. All right, the next one uh, is called Bleeder. You came to me like a dream, the kind that always leaves, just as the best part starts. It ends so abruptly, and we just unmanned. It uh, hasn't hit the chorus yet, but the song does pick up from here, and it's just a good song, so I'm going to let it keep going for a little bit longer. It's just like maybe one of Alkaline Trio's best songs ever, you know, and it's not on an album. Like, I mean, it's weird that like they decided to not have, I guess they recorded it afterwards. They weren't thinking album for it, but they fucking put a gem together and just like weren't in the studio recording an album. Really good song. It's, it is kind of crazy though. Cause that you're right though. That might, that song should have been on an actual album, but uh, there's also thinking about it now. There's some other really good songs that are on that EP apparently that are like, I mean, given that the turnaround time between God Damn It and Maybe I'll Catch Fire was pretty quick, right? Yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. Yeah, Could Octo- you just put them on the album? Like, Yeah, October 98 was God Damn It, and then Maybe I'll Catch Fire was October 99, released March of 2000. So, um, oh, recorded summer 98, and then recorded October 99. Yeah, so they, like, less than a, I mean, a little over a year between them. But, like, yeah, in that time, they decided to bang out four songs on this EP that are, like, some of their best. 
any of those gonna well, I mean it's cool that they you know but seems like they could have definitely just put them on the album at least one or two of them right yeah it starts off like that like kind of palm muted like kind of quiet and everything and then when it kicks into that second verse that's when it like picks it up and he starts raising like his kind of emotional volume and it kind of I don't say peaks out but then once the chorus comes in and it's one thing like he just takes it to another level on top of that too uh and everything that he's like talking about in the song like just like this burnout sadness and um yeah it's just all really good really 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 good song similarly to the way that they just ended that last song a little bit when you think about it they just kind of continue to kind of escalate that and like you know um not necessarily with like the like a, a big change in what's happening musically but just like you know, yeah, just kind yeah. of repeating, though. You yeah. never did, you never did. Like, you never just... did. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually he settles on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, maybe they were just trying to figure out how to stick the landing without, you know, hurting the song. But, uh, yeah, it's still still great, doesn't Bleeder is fantastic. Um, I'll go ahead and get the next one queued up. And it is My Friend Peter. I'll see if I can get I'll see if I can get to the chorus here. Suggested remedies um, later in the song, that uh, I'll drink twenty three more to wipe this stupid smile off my fucking face. Yeah, that's another another gem. EP as that last song, like there was four songs total on that thing. So this is just another like huge hit for them, I think personally as a fan, um, and really good lyrically, really good musically, really good. That's probably it's kind of one of my favorite Alkaline Trio songs, honestly. And it's just another one that's crazy that it didn't end up on on an album. Um, and there's like there's some things about that song that like they continue to do and probably still do. Um, like when the song kicks off, it almost sounds like it could be like a like a riff on like Armageddon. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, and they they do that on other songs too, but that's just like the one that kind of comes to mind with that same kind of vibe to it. But um, yeah, huge fan of that one. Yeah, the way he like plays those are kind of like they're not higher strings, but it's like higher on the fretboard, like for the lower strings, and like um, the strumming pattern. Like it definitely could fit on like a from here to infirmary stuff, but this was like right before "Baby I'll Catch Fire" was reported. So um, it yeah, point around and and getting creative and everything, but super good song. 
This one, you can just substitute Peter for whatever your friend you're, like, hanging out with, <laughs> which is always a good time. <laughs> Having uh, a couple of beers, you know, or 23 more beers, you know, just... Uh... But he, he just does the math. He's like, I need a beer to wash it all away without a trace. And then I'll drink 23 more. <laughs> like, so he's talking about a whole 24 pack. I mean, he's talking about like a, case. He's got a 24 pack of it's beer. A case of beer he's going to drink. But he just does the math for you. Like, hey, I'll have one. And then after I have that one, I'm going to go ahead and down 23 more. Uh, <laughs> good, sad, and solid. Uh, An absurd amount of beer. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, super good song. So that was the last song that I have uh, that we included on the B sides from that. Um, I, laid my, I Lied My Face Off uh, release of theirs. Uh, the next song is, I think, an all-time classic of theirs as well. Um, hell yes. So, hell yeah, I'll play that. I gave up on you a long time ago. How can you blame me? We made plans to meet. Kept me waiting They said everything Would work out just fine They said you'd help me But as it turns out It was all a lie And they're out someplace Far away laughing at me I'll go ahead to the uh, chorus here You went into hiding Bless me dark father I have sinned I've done it before And I'll do it again blasphemousness of it all and like just like the fun like analogies of just like satan and like you know the darkness of the the world and all that stuff uh it's just super good like and then it, the way he evolves the lyric too like talks about being beneath you uh but then he, in the next one he talks about you've been on my shoulder all the while and it kicks into the other part of the song you know like whispering sweet nothings like that's just uh, a super awesome song song can i get a hell yeah of course i do i've got i've got a i actually have that hell yes tattooed on my inner lip oh yeah and that's from this song i loved it that much that i just thought it was like that classic hidden lyric hidden words you can get inside the old inner lip yeah um, that was from um an ep called hell yes uh just a little two song thing um but they did record that during the from here to infirmary session and yeah. And that song, along with the other song, um, the next song actually we're going to play here, those two songs, while being recorded in the studio at the same time, they were included as bonus tracks on the UK version of it, but for whatever reason, not album-worthy? How? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, either one of those would have been good. The album's really good to begin with, though, so... But yeah. I... I mean... I don't know, yeah, I love that song, so I would have liked to have seen it on the album. Maybe it just... Um, I'm going to go back here. Look at this. So I think too, like a level of, of uh, that would make the evilometer count for sure though, but it oh, escalates yeah. to, to a level. I think that not a lot of songs on that album do in terms of themes. So maybe it was a theme thing. Sure. Maybe they just really like the other songs more. I don't know. Yeah. But what if they, uh, what if they didn't have steamer trunk or stupid kid, but instead had hell yes. Like stupid kid though. They were probably thinking it might be like a single for them though. Yeah. Like a radio single maybe. Right. But yeah. Steamer Truck, I like that song, but I mean... Oh, yeah, I mean, it's a good album. Hell yes on there, yeah, to be yeah. honest with you. 
Yeah, it's like, but like you said, it's already a great album. It's already, it's your favorite and my third favorite. Um, so it's a top notch, top shelf choice. But these are two songs that could have been it. So the other one um, from that same recording session is my standard break from life, which I will play for us now. Regular problem, so my standard break from life is in order. I'm having trouble making sentences. I'm older, but I don't feel any smarter. You see, I don't know what I said to you, and now you're pissed at me. No clue, I guess I deserve it. Wish I could waste my time without wasting all your time. Yeah, I try to leave a good impression, but it's hard when my obsession's in a fine glass. <laughs> 23 so i mean he was young at that time of writing this if he's like really put injecting his own age which he probably was um but uh yeah we didn't get to the chorus on that necessarily but um it comes up a little bit later after that second verse goes um it's just a really good song too a good it's a solid dan one and again like not to like try and pluck out a, a dan song from the album to substitute on there but like you could have really had that on the album and um not hurt you what if you just added that one on and just had an extra track on the whole thing you know like i'm like it's three songs on that album yeah and i would kind of take this one over over anything but maybe crawl oh i'm, I'm dying tomorrow is one of my favorites forever uh oh, this one's really good though especially think about that chorus dude yeah, and on that song, yeah. But that's uh, crazy. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. But the other song, Another Innocent Girl, is what's on from Adrian for me. So he just has three great songs as it is. The, Below, right? Give yeah. a fourth. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I think just, just slap this thing on there. and uh, Or just be lucky you lived in the UK and got the all of them all together anyway. You know, it was... Air in the, oh, plus the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, another good one. Yeah, this one I think uh, they have it as I want to say like a bonus live song on one of their albums, and then it's but in that particular recording, it's uh, and when you're only 28, it's not attractive because I guess you know oh. he's aged to that point. Yeah, and I forgot on Hell Yes, there's a live version that I've heard before where instead of being what is it, selfish and vulgar and no, selfish and drunker and vul drunken and vulgar and lazy on Hell Yes, it's like selfish. And drunken and horny and lazy, something along those lines. But yeah, tweaking it up to the modern day. Yeah, that's funny. There's another band I listened to, um, Touche Amore, and they uh, they had a whole album that was kind of referencing the singer's uh, mom who died from cancer. And um, one of the songs it talks about like a year later, and it says it's been it's been a year, and like but like playing it live, like I've heard like a live version. It's been four years, and like he like updates it to like the time frame. I think it's an interesting creative thing to do because like you're paying attention obviously to your own lyrics and you're able to kind of like i mean keep it keep it current keep those words and the meaning of those words like modern because it's still all the same um yeah it's kind of cool um cool <laughs> yeah too good i mean they're all these are all great again these are all non-album tracks but so solid so uh yeah, the next one we have on our list is Dead End Road.
See if I can skip to the uh, chorus of this. That song, something about that chorus and the way that he sings it, like your smile stuck in your head like a pop song, like. I don't know, just the way his delivery is. It, it's, I don't know if he's doing something different with his voice, if he's doing something different with his vocals, just trying to have like, like a calmer sound to his delivery, but still have like, you know, still punch it up with the music. Like there's something that's like fun about the delivery of this. And I've always like, liked it a lot. Um, but this is a, a, a super good song. Big fan of this one too. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess his vocals are a little, maybe a little different. Um, but you know, it feels pretty pretty similar to what you might expect, I think, from them. Um, yeah. I like that theme a lot. I mean, it's it's definitely one that I think would probably register on that old evilometer kind of the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it counts. Um, this one I always thought so. This would have been this had to have been like around from here to infirmary as well, right? Or was this like pretty good morning before his voice issues or something? We might have talked about this already. Yeah, but this was recorded. This is from. Um... A compilation thing that originally appeared on a compilation called "Living Tomorrow Today: A Benefit for Ty Cambra" uh, from 2001. It also appeared as a UK bonus track for "Good Morning." So when they recorded it, I'm not quite sure. Uh, I don't. I don't think it was in the studio at the same time because, yeah, he had those um, like the vocal issues that kind of delayed and everything. So they must have. Must have done something to record it like beforehand, you know, um, and just had it like a little off track, and they included it on that compilation um, to help raise money and raise awareness uh, for an individual who's going through some health situation. So I was looking it up on Wikipedia, and there's a bunch of good bands on that compilation too. Yeah, it makes sense. I had a feeling it was around that timeline, but um, yeah, I mean, can't really imagine that song on Good Morning necessarily, but it's a, that's a really good song. Yeah. Yeah, it's there's like it's like musically, I feel connected from here to infirmary ish, you know. But then like lyrically or vocally, almost like good morning ish, you know. But it's like definitely like a bridge. There is connective yeah. tissue that feels like they're in between each other. Um, but it's cool. So all of these songs, well, not all of them, but the first four are on that that um, self titled kind of album that they had, and they's like this last streak that we've been on. Those are all on a compilation album though now called like Remains. That, yeah. You know, People yeah, wanted to check those out. It's like easily available. It's not like some. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, d- definitely worth. Yeah, if you're on like any current streaming platform or anything like that at all, just finding remains will get you a good chunk of these. And then the other one, that self-titled one, was something they did for Asian Man before they went over to Vagrant. They just had like a little collection of their rarities and uh, EPs and stuff like that. So um, yeah, and then the newer ones we get to, those are all included as bonus tracks things like that from modern albums. So it's not hard to track these down if you want to actually listen to the full. So uh, definitely do so. 
or if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already an Alkaline Trio fan, and you probably already um, have heard them anyway, so good on you. Uh, what's the next one that we got going on here? I have, oh, it's called Jaked on Green Beard. <laughs> I've been close to you It's been a long time since I've been sad It's been a while since I've really spent time with you Wish I could take back the times that I had The only thing that you ever really did for me Was make me oh so miserable And the hope that I'll never see your face again Is anything but questionable I hope this is goodbye I hope this is goodbye The elevation he gets there. Uh, it ends the song. I'm going to go to the end of it as well so we can hear that. And on that, I believe. Yeah. All right, that was uh, again those overlapping kind of like scaling vocals between the two of them. It's always fun to to hear that. I mean, it's not like a complicated lyric or anything. They're both sharing the same thing, it's just alternating tempos. Um, but yeah, super good song. I like that song a lot. Like um, that was uh, I have some notes from when that was at. Oh, from the uh, Atticus compilation, the uh, clothing company that uh, Mark mm-hmm. Oppis and Tom DeLonge had. It was from their Dragging the Lake, which was the first compilation album they did. And like Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLong just called friends and picked bands to be on it for just unique reasons, whatever they wanted to do. And this was the song that Alkaline Trio submitted for it. Uh, <clears throat> like people in high school would be like wearing those Atticus shirts. But yeah, there was a there was music compilations that were put out as well, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess that what was just advertising for the clothing brands like it's like hey we're musicians this is our clothing brand here's a compilation of just you know music that we want to help just promote our band i don't i don't understand the purpose of it all but um yeah station with travis barker was like listen this famous stars and strap shit is killing you guys need to get in on this come up with your own thing (laughs) and yeah atticus that was big there's a kid who uh was in my school who like exclusively listened to Blink-182 it seemed because he always wore Blink-182 shirt but then suddenly it was boxcar racer shirts and uh, yeah no yeah yeah the other stuff popped up boxcar racer show popped up um what was that plus 44 Before. I was gonna say like some 41 but uh, no 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 plus 44 and then he would wear Atticus shirts so it was clearly just this like devotion to the Blink-182 universe um the BCU <laughs> Blink the <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, definitely have it there. But I wonder why they decided to have this on there. I guess this wasn't album worthy, or they had it written and wasn't just something they were gonna put on anything else, and so just kept on the compilation. But uh, I always thought it was a cool sound. Um, I wonder. Yeah, it's hard to imagine when that would have fit exactly. Like what? What like? 
yeah, that compilation came out in 2002. So, uh, from Hero Infirmary, but like possibly before Good Morning, maybe or something. Yeah, Good Morning was 2003. Uh, they recorded Good Morning at the end of 2002. So, it could have just been some like pre session work they were doing um, after From Hero Infirmary, leading into them recording Good Morning. Um, sometimes bands do that. Well, they'll go, they'll go to a studio or a session together, kind of practice or rehearse stuff, and maybe just record it at that time. Maybe yeah. all pure speculation on my part. Cool. Uh, but from that time, so cool. The next song we actually referenced a few times. We talked about it. Um, uh, War Brain, which originally was on the Rock Against Bush compilation, volume one uh, from 2004. So I will play War Brain now. Lots of the shadows of feelings, always darker, emptier, and simpler. I don't care if they're fake or real. I didn't think that they're showing up at all. Musically, they just like are on like a I don't know like musically that song to me is one of like like they're all just gelling together really well. It has like all like those like moments like the like like just to kind of like keep it like simple and let the vocals kind of shine through. Then it has like that lead guitar stuff that it starts with and like that comes back in that bridge there and like I don't know it's really driving and up tempo and I've just always loved like the music to that. I mean the lyrics are good too, but um like delivery and the lyrics and the vocals and all stuff are all solid but um, that song's always been really cool I, i've never really listened to it as much because it's always been on these like compilation things that i don't always listen to like i do the albums but uh super cool quite a bit too um and it's i mean obviously it's on the rock against bush volume one apparently so it's um you know there's i think some level of like a political story there or whatever um but i think it's one of the more successful ways that they've they've done like songs that might like dabble into that territory yeah like lyrically and then musically it is just really good um yeah i I remember when remains came out getting it and like just really really liking it and listening to it a lot because there was just a lot of really good songs that were shockingly good for you know yeah for songs that never made us albums. Like, not a lot of bands, you know, that I'm into have that. So. Yeah, these, um, are all, these are all tracks that they decided to record in between albums, or they determined were not good enough for an album. But, like, there's just nothing but, like, solid hits, like, to me. Like this, you know? Like, I mean, yes, we hand-picked these, you know, specifically to talk about them, but, like, these are just really good songs. Like, I'm super happy that, like, recorded these. We, we did hand-choose these, but, like, 
there was still after the fact songs that like, oh, why did we include that? You know, like there's still yeah. other B sides that they had that I was like, oh wow, that would have been nice to have on here, but Oh, I stopped pranking these. What um I'm gonna have to uh <laughs> continue to rank that while I'm playing the next ones. Um I did want to share that at the time of this recording they're they were like um asked to substitute for some band who dropped out of a uh supporting slot for Coheed and Cambria, so they're not gonna tour with them. Um and uh, the set list that I've seen that they've been sharing online and all that stuff, like Warbrain is on there. Like they've been playing that live like all tour long, um, which is kind of kind of cool to see and kind of interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was you know uh, interesting note that they're churning that out. They dug it out from the old archives and decided to bring it back to life there. Um, yes, yeah, so we will move on to the next song, and it is "Hating Every Minute." the amount of times Dan has talked about falling from a high place, falling out of a window, or just falling in general. Like, I mean, we're getting like six, seven different probably potential references for that, you know, through his catalog. Yeah. Uh, I like that song. I like that song a lot. I don't really got much to say other than that. It's just a really good sound, really good Dan song. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um... Yeah, just just a really good fun song. I I did, hadn't really thought of the the falls thing. That is true though. He often talks about just being like up at high places, like on top of a rooftop, or you know, like yeah. <laughs> those sorts of things. But um, yeah, that's a that's a really fun one. Yeah, it was originally from the BYO Split series, Volume Five, um, in two thousand four. They did a split with the band One Man Army, and at that those splits used to be like. Uh, they would like the two bands would cover each other's songs and everything. Uh, this was the first time they uh, just had original songs from each band. There were no covers from either one of the bands, like covering each other or anything. Like I've never really like listened to One Man Army, and I, I mean I've heard of them, and like I knew that they were in the era of, of that music, and they toured a lot and were around them, like Warp tours and things like that. But like I've never really heard or seen them like play together. Like I'm wondering if they weren't really like like close, like in a friendship type of mentality. So like that's why they didn't really like push too hard to cover each other's songs or maybe it was just an encouragement from that little like the label to actually have them do originals instead to try and like pick up sales potentials or something like that i'm not sure but um yeah that was the first volume that they just had original songs from both bands on them interesting 
I always really liked just the concept of like doing the covers. You know, that was kind of like just a fun yeah. thing. But yeah. Yeah, that's why uh, the episode we do talk about covers and everything, like the Hot Water Music cover of Bleeder, like, is really good to hear. Um, it's here in... And the radio cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they just do a good job with each other's and like songs. And if you've never listened to the uh, Rooftops version of the actual Hot Water Music version, the original, like it does have quite a different sound to it, too, which is kind of cool. Uh, future episode. Uh, but yeah, that one was from 2004. Uh, the next song we have on here is Buried. Um, I'll just share up front. Like, this is a Crimson Era B-side, and it was actually, like, the Mercy Me single they sent out and had, like, like to promote and everything for Crimson. This was included with that as the B-side for that um, during the Crimson Era. So here is Buried by the Alkaline Trio. So that's a really good song, and it's a different sounding song for them that I just kind of played a little bit more of it normal just to kind of get there. Um, but yeah, what do you think? You you specifically wanted to include that one on there, so I'm just curious uh, your thoughts. How you know what the reasoning for that? I just um, I just love how it starts out just so slow and like you know kind of simple, and it's like builds and builds and builds, and kind of eventually reaches just like this really kind of epic proportions, you know. Um, and I think lyrically it's a fun story. You know, he's it's not he's married. It sounds like in a graveyard. You know, kind of a deal. But um, there's, I'm sure there's like some metaphors and and whatnot in there. But um, I just always really liked it. It is really it is quite a bit different, like musically, what than what they normally do. Um, and I guess I would have a hard time imagining it on Crimson the album. Yeah, but um, I've just always really been a fan of that one. Yeah. As my favorite album of theirs, um, you know, I could see it. I could see it like if you just had it on there as like his closer, you know. But there's already like you know, I don't know. It it kind of messes with the 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 deal of you know, like it's it's a good album already as it is, and so. But that's a good song too. I the sound about it, like I was trying to figure it out. There's like some like '90s alternative song that like I'm specifically like like it's like 
Is it the guitar that's getting you with that a little bit? Like the no, it's like like the vocal delivery and um and like some, and the way the chorus kind of sings and stuff. Like uh, I'm gonna try and look it up after we're recording here. Um, and I like for some reason after really trying to struggle to think with it, I'm pretty sure that may have been like Pete and Pete related, like the TV show. You know, like of that era, there is like a song. That maybe it's just I'm in my brain linking it to that because that's when I heard the song a lot or something like that. You know, like um. I don't know, it's not like REM or anything, but there's like, like a 90s alternative song that like in my head I can almost hear when hearing this song. And like I just want to find what that is to kind of like get that out of my brain. because uh, it's like an earworm right now. But uh it's a it's a cool song. I just really like the the different tone and the different play of it all. And um I mean lyrically, yes, it's like it's Dan really telling like a really good story. Um, but I think it's just kind of delivered and played out. It's a really unique way for them. Um but I think that's a really solid Oh yeah the show um now we uh that's the last song we had from remains on here we have uh four more songs left uh to play the next one is uh old day old day english 800 uh it's from damnesia so i will play that for us now Now I feel a lot better about myself. O-L-D-E-E-N-G-L-I-S-H 800. Now I feel a lot better about myself. Your charcoal filtered, sun yellow ball liquor. You made my gray skies blue. Drink it daily as my liver's failing. But I don't give a fuck. Old English, I'm in love with you. Where it kicks it up a notch. The uh, the sound effects of the, you know, receptacle being opened and prepared. Uh, it's just really really good the way that it kicks it in right. There. I like that song. You know, I do like it quite a bit. It's a, just a fun song. It's not very alkaline. It doesn't sound very much like an alkaline trio song. Um, I mean, I guess they talk about drinking quite a bit. This definitely includes that. Um, it was one of the few, I think it was maybe, if I'm remembering, two songs that were original songs on Damnesia, and this was obviously one of them. And so for me, I mean, that was kind of like the highlight of the uh, of the album. Yeah, I would I would agree, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think the reason, like, Damnesia was like, I don't think it was billed as just an acoustic album because there was some non-acoustic-y stuff or some, you know, other instrument or um, industrial type sounds on some of the songs too. But, um, but yeah, that definitely, because it has an acoustic like vibe to it, to this song, I, I think that's why it's a guitar, isn't it? I mean, I think possibly. Yeah. yeah it's just like little, their little heart skull, like cut out of a guitar an acoustic guitar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this song's it's just fun. I mean, I guess what what else do you put it on though? I mean, it, they would have just had to release it by itself just to just to do so, uh, or include it on Damnesia. I don't know. And the way it ends, what you know, the way it's released and everything. But I think maybe they didn't bill it as an acoustic album, like for Damnesia. But I, as a fan, definitely was expecting something more because it was like they just they built it as like a reimagining of. Um, some of their older, a lot of their older songs really is what it was. Yeah. So I think most people assume that would mean like, 
you know, maybe some acoustic songs or maybe, but because they're not a band that typically does, you know, industrial sounding things. And so I think that was an odd choice. Yeah. It was an interesting final release, you know, like the full thing all said and done. It, it feels like just almost two different recording sessions, like the really clean and like bright sounding acoustic songs. And then, um, some really processed and like modified like other songs, and then ultimately like I don't know like none of them were like none of them were like radically like rearranged or like extremely altered into a way that it was almost like a new song. Um, they still like the backbone of it all still kind of like is like the same songs, but just kind of like the sound of the song. What to me was mostly modified of it. an interesting yeah. an interesting album to still like check out if you're a fan of Alkaline Trio for sure. Uh, just to kind of something different but ultimately was not the reimagining by like matt singing dan songs and dan singing matt songs that easily can do and absolutely should do and absolutely should like make a ton of money off it's more about it because it's not we're not talking about amnesia but i do wonder why they did it in the first place like what was the what was the reason like you know yeah 2011 um so that would have been it wasn't another two years this addiction was out in twenty early twenty ten, and ultimately my shame is true wouldn't come out until April of twenty thirteen. Um, recorded at the end of twenty twelve, so that was just an in between albums thing of them wanting to do something. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, ult- I guess this addiction was their first, um, you know, for like their heart and skull, like you know, self self releasing, self determining what they wanted to do and why, like. They got through this addiction. Maybe they thought like, hey, let's just do this and we want to and we don't have to. Nobody's going to be able to tell us no. So that was just their call, I guess. Yeah, but interesting. Um, Let's see. I have the next one lined up here. It is Balance on a Shelf. talked about it in the episode you uh, mentioned that when you were listening to that album you would let those play through those bonus songs and i always stopped hard stopped at the last song on the album i'm like no i don't got more time i mean 
I, I can't give you guys another 10 minutes of songs. Like, I got to go back and listen to this more and get more, like, reps in. Uh, but I regret that, like, now. Like, these songs are, like, really good. Like, this is, a, a, I think, a huge highlight for me, like, for sure. Like, a Dan song, like, I don't know, the mature sound of, like, the music of it, like, really being, like, like different, like, like tones and playfulness and, like, uh, kind of ebbs and flows, a vocal delivery. Like, I don't know. Like, this is a great song. Again, I almost would have missed it completely because of just like, okay, I already had to listen to the album and I was like mentally against that and it was like delightfully surprised. And then now I'm like almost miss hearing the bonus songs and gosh, what a what a fool I would have been to never really give these time of day. On there too, they're all good, especially the two. Well, they're all really good actually. Um, they're all good, but like those two Dan ones are really, really solid. Um, I don't know why I did. I actually listened to it all the way through because most of the time I would be more like, okay, I want to like listen to the album, like, you know, pure, like the way that it was released just for the purpose of what we're doing. But I think it was because I had already like neglected the album. I ended up liking it. So then I was just kind of like, oh man, I, I should listen to this because I'm just enjoying this as a, like a fan of this band. Right. So I think that's why I did that. Um, but I, I didn't like mentally include any of that those songs and like anything to do with you know the actual album but i just was i really liked those b-sides uh, yeah or not b-sides but those additional songs yeah, this, this one's uh really good yeah yeah they uh yeah these songs were uh they technically released them on like the broken wing ep but they were all recorded during the same studio like trip for my shame is true like all part of the same recorded lot and all that stuff um, but they just didn't meet like that overall theme, the album's theme of, of catharsis for Matt there and all that stuff. So uh, I don't know if it was just specifically Matt, but they ultimately agreed to decide and that was what it was. So they had just these four solid songs that they just released separately. Like, because if I'm remembering right, I didn't really like, I liked the album and I, it wasn't that I disliked, you know, what Dan was doing on that album, but I don't, there was a couple of the songs on there from him where I was kind of like a little bit maybe um you know lukewarm on but like these the balance on a shelf and broken wing he are both released on on that broken wing ep i guess those are fantastic songs that would that would have been awesome if they were just on an actual album but you know yeah i mean i uh where did it go i mean it ended up fitting like when i was like reworking it it's like fifth for me like that my shame is true um <clears throat> But yeah, I think I, I agree with you. Like the, the Dan songs on that album weren't necessarily like like hit on all cylinders necessarily. And I wonder if it's because the one they did pick of his, like the songs they did pick, had to kind of fit that. They're like, well, you know, thematically these fit more than these ones do, even though those might be better songs. So it's kind of weird that like did they, you know, poison their own well by trying to do it in that way. Because like Matt Matt Matt's whole like through line could have easily been that and like, you know, we could have, you know, kept that, you know, album that way for him and then like dan could have showed up with his stuff and it's not like a not but hey whatever their their call they did it and these songs still exist you can still hear them but yeah uh yeah balance on the shelf and so the second one you also called out the second song we have from this same era um is broken wing which is same thing like i said record in the same session and so we'll play that now
yeah, I mean, much similar to I think of the last song. Like, it's a really good song. Like, uh, a good job from Dan. Like, it also is like. Man, I feel like Nicole talked to me and said that we kind of went hard on I Pessimist um, with a song that had like um, Tim McGrath and everything in it. Like, she thought that we were kind of going hard at it, like almost like we hated it or something like that. Like, that was not ultimately what we were trying to get at. Like, like it was there is there a solo album or like an experimental thing, like, like a side project thing? Like, that song would be a really cool song to have and hear and listen to and have be a part of. But like on that album, it just felt kind of like odd for like just it's sound and its structure and its ultimate like goal like knowing that we could have had one of these two songs potentially instead of that like i don't know like I, like we just said like it's 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 kind of an odd choice uh and, and not a miss because ultimately the songs were still recorded and they were still released like this but um just curious as to what like alternate world would have been like you know if they were all on the same album yeah i, I didn't mean to be hard on that song i think we when we when we talked about it, we kind of said, like, it's a good song. It's just a little odd because, you know, it just doesn't really sound like... This doesn't sound like an Alkaline Trio song, necessarily. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah. But I'm totally with you. It's like, that's two really good dance songs right there that, you know, I probably would have preferred... That I just, well, I shouldn't say prefer. I just like better than, than, I, than uh, I Pessimist, so... Uh, but they're not here resequencing an F disc album or anything, you know, given us their opinions. You know, we're, uh, it was their ultimately their call, they're the band, they got to do it, so it is what it is, and we're we're fans. This is true. Um Cool. Well the last song then, the last song we picked out for this little fun bonus episode. Uh Minds Like Minefield. Minds like Minefield. Uh, next time through the chorus is longer. They you know, add to it everything. Uh, but yeah, that that song too has like um, musically, like you know, it's a modern song. It's one of their most recent technical, like technically most recent recorded songs and everything, because it's from um, the little e- EP that they did uh, in 2020. Um, they just kind of dropped out because they couldn't go on tour, and they had that in the bank for some reason and dropped it. But um, yeah, I just really like the sound. I really like the the it's not overdoing it. Like some of those earlier songs we heard, um, like For Your Lungs Only or whatever, you know, where it's just like a wall to wall like sound of like a constant sonic barrage of just like their driving music. Like there's almost like clear, like methodically structured and really thought about, like not minimalist, but like they are they've way better at crafting a song to sound dynamic and sound like unique and have some really like solid and entertaining fun with it and all like this is just a, a cool representation of who they are now so i really i really dig this song 
Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. Um, no, I, I like this one quite a bit too. I'm just like, it's such a strange list to try and like rank. You oh know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plotting this in, I've almost like, I've just kind of in some areas I've just give it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like okay, well, this is just where it is. But I, I do have you know the ones that I that I like the most or whatever. But um, I don't even know where to rank this song right now. <laughs> Like, yeah, uh, I will. I will share with you and agree with you. Okay, so that that's the end of our our B sides. You know, those are all the songs we wanted to hear today. But um, I'm with you on this. Like, I started ranking them and I forgot to rank some of those, so I started plug them in. But then, like, nah, like it's just hard to just do that. Well, I think we did it, so let's still share it and all that stuff. But it's just too far of like different sounds and different eras and things like that. That realistically, like, it's just really weird the way this like shook out. But I'm just curious to hear how it ultimately shook out. But I don't know. That, I don't know that we do rank the the next episode we do of this, or maybe we do because that is what this podcast is. So, uh, we'll or, see or maybe uh, maybe if we, I guess we didn't really think it through. Maybe what we should have done is had maybe like you know like older like stuff. If it, the, if it was stuff. the older stuff, just newer stuff, that would probably make it easier. But yeah. it, it makes it just wild to do it this way. But it's, <laughs> it is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's a good sample of. Um, all of the the fun like non-album tracks of theirs and like i said we'll be able to make a whole other second sample of that have some more fun but for the sake of our podcast and what we do um let's break it down then and of these 15 unique tracks from uh how how long of a part 98 to 2020 so it was 22 years of songwriting uh b-sides um what is your number one from this selection this might come as a surprise here. I've got "Burned as the House." I'm just kidding. A song that we should—a song we should have included on the list, but we we didn't include it. No, I'm a. Uh, I was like, no, we don't even have that song. Just, Wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the number one song for me, and you know, this is just like I said, difficult to just rank at this point. But I, I went with uh, "Hell Yes." Hmm. A little bit of a hot take, huh? Is it? I mean, I think it maybe missed one. I mean, obvious one. My obvious number one. Hell yes. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, yeah, they uh, even when those uh, live shows where they did those all those albums, I know I've talked about it a couple times, but um, they still did a little bit of an encore every one of those nights. Um, they did like two or three songs. Um, but um, hell yes was played on one of those nights, and so it was cool to kind of hear them play that. Uh, Warbrain was another one they played. But um, it was cool to still be able to hear that live and everything with that that mix of their album songs. But yeah, that is just a like I don't know if you if I had to if I had to give somebody one song to just like hear what Alkaline Trio is and all that stuff, you know, I, that might be the one I would just pick for the sim- simplicity, but like fun and dark side and humor of it all. Like they think they just have a good balance of like everything. Old Mark, are there better songs they've done? Are there more well crafted and well written songs they've done? Yes, but the combination of all the elements of their songs like is just summed up in that one pretty well. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun, and it's in that release. I mean, they have lots of different sweet spots in their career, but that's a pretty good sweet spot musically for them, I think, when they're kind of in that from here to infirmary, you know, working into getting going on Good Morning. Those years right there is a pretty good streak that they get going. And, um, yeah, so that's that's number one for me. It's got a pretty pretty good streak, like the uh, underwear you wore for that year on that dare you took in high school. You just wore the same pair every day and had that long streak. Yeah, 
Yeah, that did affect probably my dating life, my personal life, my general um, physical health, probably. But well, I mean, just it even affected your standard break from life. You know, it's just something <laughs> to deal with. Uh, all right. Well, what is your uh, what is your deuce? Speaking of deuces, what is your deuce? Well, I just shat the bed and laid there, <laughs> thinking of you, wide awake yep. for days. But uh, number number two, I went with bleeder. Fuck. Okay. Uh, number two, I went with bleeder. Well, oh, okay. another good song that you definitely have to just have every Alkaline True fan agree with. I think at some point we will diverge. We'll oh, in sure. the diver series yeah. here. Yeah. A surgeon and divergent and detergent <laughs> and uh, all of the urgency. Uh, what's your three? I went with my friend Pete. Yes. So we will diverge um, after this song because my number three is my friend Peter as well. Oh my God. Okay. Wow. I have a feeling it's coming soon, though, because this is that. Yeah, this is one that lingered around at, at number four for me for a while. That um, just kind of got lost in the shuffle of getting moved down, kind of a little bit, to be honest with you. But I really do like it, so I'm fine with it being there. It's my standard break from life. Ah, okay, yeah. So we do diverge here officially. Um, this might be a surprise too, but and this also might just be me throwing in the towel on really trying to force myself to rank these things, but. Balance on a show. Oh, nice! I really like that song. Like, like I said, uh, but I, uh, part of it's probably that freshness because it is still so new, and it's that like you know, what did you call it that one time that uh, recency bias? You know, could could be that for sure. But that was my number four, Balance on a Shelf. Yeah, I tried not to be too biased with stuff like that, but I don't know though because that song easily could have gotten up to that point for me. Yeah, but it, anyway, um, so now we're on five. Five, I've got Broken Wing. Oh, okay. Another, the same, same slot, yeah. uh, slot of music. Uh, my five is Dead End Road. Oof, that's a good one, yeah. Okay. Um, six, I went with Buried. Hmm. Six. Buried. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, uh, go ahead on your seven. If I can just find it, this list gets really jumbled as things start to... Seven. seven. Oh, seven, I've, I've got a balance on a shelf. Oh, okay. Yeah, right there. Uh, I mistyped this title, but uh, I have uh, Jake on Green Beers. That was your seven, huh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, there we go. My eight is uh, Dead End Road. Your eight is Dead End Road. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that was, yeah. It's high on my list, too. Uh, my eight, right? Yeah, my eight is Warbrain. Hmm. Yeah. It's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Um, my nine, I have it written as Jake on Green Bees. <laughs> so Jake on Green Beers. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, my nine is Mines Like Minefields. Hmm. Mines like Minefields. Cool, cool, yeah. Uh, number 10, I'm going Warbrain. Number 10, Hating Every Minute. Hmm. Yeah, I wish that one that, that dropped pretty hard for me for some reason. It should it'd be nice if it was higher, but yeah. Um, 11, I have Mines Like Minefields. Eleven is my standard break from life. Wow. Uh, Twelve, hating every minute. 
My 12 is Broken Wing. Oh, okay. Uh, 13, I went with Old English 800. Hmm. 13 is, uh, This Is Getting Over You. Ah, well, 14 for me is This Is Getting Over You. 14 for me is Old Day English 800. <laughs> so and then that so yeah, means fixed. we both settled on the same last one. We did, yeah. For your lungs only. Yeah, ended up at 15. That's their oldest song. And I don't know, like, uh, I I I I kind of think that me reading the lyrics made me like the song a little less. Like it's still a good song and it's still a good sound and it's from like you know that early ages of the band, you know, when they were like kind of getting started. But reading the lyrics it's like a little like I think overwritten or overcomplicated for them, so it's just kind of like, eh, you know, like it's fine. It is what it is. It's a good song still. You know, I'll listen to it if it's on a shuffle, but I'm not going to maybe like seek that out, uh, especially against any other song on this list. You know, it's like an iPod shuffle, right? That you're, yeah. Okay. Or yeah, your Zune. I mean, you you always were a fan of the Zune, so yeah, you might be more familiar with uh, binging it and on your Zune and just kind of pulling that up that way. Yeah. Well, I'm on DuckDuckGo most of the time, but like, um, yeah, everything else is true. But, um, <laughs> no, I'm kind of with you. I mean, like, it is a good song though, but I just, yeah, there's just a lot of like top tier type songs on this list that we whipped up so um yeah is what it is. i mean it's a little bit maybe disrespectful that both of us put old e800 above it but eh, <laughs> it's more fun <laughs> yeah th- th- that song is just fun yeah i mean i don't know it's got good energy and then we ended it right when it started but like it kicks in like the drums come in and everything and it kind of repeats itself once over again uh but yeah, it's just a fun song <laughs> yeah um yeah cool well that's the b-sides what we've determined will be b-sides episode one um this will be released in unbroken streak still it'll be like our weekly monday drop still cool so we'll have hopefully a lot more to listen to with some of these bonus stuff we have with lackland trio as well as leading into the next season with bad religion uh appreciate y'all listening if you uh like it rate review thumbs up subscribe smash that like button uh donate to our patreon no i'm just kidding we don't have one of those uh but yeah keep listening let us know what you think thanks a lot for listening bye that's probably why we don't have endings yes <laughs> i don't know what to say <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh boy <laughs>